And welcome back to another edition of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. I'm your host, as always, the mouth of Michigan, Rob Mendeika. With me, as always, my co-host, the Merck Zone, Mike Merkel. I'm here. He's here. He's healthy. We're alive. We hope you're doing the same. Mike, I know it's weird. I know that there's not a lot of sports going on, but actually this week we had a lot of stuff happen. A lot of big news coming out, especially from the local Detroit, Michigan area. We had some bit. We had a Black Wednesday this year, which is the first time I think we've seen in a long time as far as wrestling goes. We have a lot of things happen this yeah. week, right? Um, we're gonna be. There's so much to talk about this week, guys. We're gonna talk about Michigan recruiting. Uh, takes a big hit this week. Isaiah Todd going to the pros. We're going to talk about that in a second. We're going to talk about college football. I know it's a little early, but Mike's got a Mike's got a segment for us here. I think it's going to knock your guys' socks off. In part two of the show, we are going to talk Black Wednesday on the, in the WWE world. Lots of cuts happening. We'll go through that. We're going to do over-unders. The Vegas odds for the NFL win totals for every single team is out. We're going to talk about it. And last but not least, our last mock draft slash Best case scenario for the top 10 teams in the draft. The draft is going to be this Thursday, guys. We're really excited for it. I know I am through the roof excited, but I'm also a little nervous. We're going to talk about all the best case scenarios for the top 10 teams, especially your Detroit Lions. So we're going to talk about all that. Lots of great stuff coming our way. So let's just jump right into it. Michigan basketball loses Isaiah Todd, the big five-star. We talked about him a couple weeks ago, um, or it feels like a couple months ago now. But yeah. The first five star to come here in, you know, and God knows how long. So, you know, he's going to the G League, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, first off, just for you, before we talk about that for a second, talk to me on your thoughts on this recruiting class still for Jawan Howard. They still have the number one recruiting class in the Big Ten as of right now, yes. right? There's still a top ten recruiting class in the nation. So, with that being said, are I mean, obviously this is a bummer, right, to lose Isaiah Todd, yeah. right? But he was a one and done anyway mm-hmm. for for the first thing. Number two, um, does are you mad at Jawan Howard for like him not staying? Are you like I've seen some people who were like, oh, this recruiting class now is going to be terrible. They replaced they replaced Isaiah Todd with his son Chase Howard or like that. You know what I mean? So they still have a four star center coming away. Um, I, I for me it sucks. But knowing that this is his first season, they didn't have an NCAA tournament run. They didn't do any of that. So he's just going based off of being like, hey, my name is Jawan Howard, and mm-hmm. I like you. You know what I mean? Well, your thoughts on losing Todd, what this does for Michigan basketball moving forward, and are you are you still okay with with what Jawan is, is bringing in? Um, yeah, I'm perfectly fine with what they're bringing in. I mean, would it be nice to get two five stars? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I mean, right. It yeah. helps out a lot. Yeah, they lose, but... they lose the guard who's going to Arizona State, too. They didn't actually get him to commit, but yes. they were in the running, and he's going there instead. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but this five, or this four-star center, Hunter Dickinson, mm-hmm. he's going to be a monster. He's 7'2", 255, so mm-hmm. he's going to be a monster inside. He'll probably be another... Teske, yes. but better, or yes. Wagner, but better type yes. player, hopefully. Absolutely. Um, you have a shooting guard, Zeb Jackson. He's going to be coming in. Yep. 6'2", 160. He's going to be able to – he's apparently can shoot the ball very well. Um, mm-hmm. So we need that because we need that playmaker that can get off the dribble and shoot very well. Right. And then we have Jace Howard, who is right. Jawan Howard's son, son right. who's going to be coming in. Right. So I think overall it's a good recruiting class. We're ranked number one in the Big Ten, eight overall. So right. overall, we're having a top ten recruiting right. class in Michigan. And, so. I th- and I think this is a little bit different than what a lot of Michigan fans are used to. With Beeline, it was never, ever, ever a top ten recruiting class. You know what I mean? It just wasn't, right? They would land a guy, maybe. Um, but that speaks to how good Beeline was as a coach. However, in this particular scenario, 
the only downside I can see with this, right, is mm-hmm. until obviously they haven't played it, they haven't played any you know minutes yet. But with the one thing we've always talked about with Michigan basketball is they don't have the guy, yes. right? And we thought Isaiah Todd was going to be the guy, you know. Mm-hmm. So hopefully one of those other guys becomes that. I hope I don't know if Livers is going to stay. I know he's committed, but he's also kind of him hard yeah. on on maybe staying for another year. <clears throat> But that's the one thing for me where I just go, man, we've never had a guy. Ever since Weber, really. You know, it was just like, we needed a guy. I, you know the only I mean? guy I would ever argue, I think Trey Burke. Could, was, oh, yeah. Could at, argue moments, at moments. At moments. Absolutely. Against, like, Kansas and stuff. Jeez. He was like, who do we give the ball to? Or Syracuse, Burke, even, in the Final Syracuse, Four. Yeah. Wow. So I think, I think he was... At least, if anything, yes. he was the last, right. the guy right. for Michigan. Absolutely. Um, and before that, to what you said, it was like Terrence Howard. Like yeah, it's right. been that long. Right. And then now it's since Trey Burke that we haven't had anybody. Right. So needing that mm-hmm. guy to just give the ball to, right. get that shot off. Yes. Is very imperative. Yeah, for sure. Right. It's just one of those things to where you know we've seen it. You see it across all leagues, right? It's. When you need a big moment, when you need a big play, when you need the shot, the throw, the whatever, right? You, there's always a guy, right? Mm-hmm. The Lions, it's Matt Stafford, right? Like, he's the guy. You, you need to win this game for us. For the Lakers, it's LeBron. For the Pistons, it's nobody. but <laughs> Blake Griffin, I guess, right? But, you know, whoever it was. It, it was for the Tigers, it was Miguel Cabrera. Like, yeah. we, you need to get this hit now. Like, yeah. we need a big play now you know so for them to finally you know maybe have possibly gotten that and to kind of lose them kind of sucks another thing i want to talk about too isaiah todd going to the g league right mm-hmm. we've had we've heard a couple guys now going to um overseas to play professionally mm-hmm. do you think this is going to become a trend especially with the bigger name five-star highly touted recruits to basically just bypass college altogether say i'm not going to risk injury for nothing, mm-hmm. theoretically, really, because it's nothing, obviously, um, and go play in either the G League or overseas for a year or two and get paid, now granted, not NBA money, but yeah. point being, and take their chances there. What are your thoughts on that? What would you prefer? See, I think this is all about preference to yeah. me. I think, and we talked about when the XFL came in, it's like, mm-hmm. I think all these top guys are going to go to the XFL instead of in college mm-hmm. because you can get paid and it's semi-pro ball instead yep. of college football. Mm-hmm. Um, like a Trevor Lawrence would go there and stuff. Yes. But for me, I think the college, especially if you're going to go to a top tier school, mm-hmm. you're a five star, you're going to go to the Kansas, the Dukes, the Michigans, or yeah. the States, or whatever it yeah. is. I think I would go play college basketball mm-hmm. only because I think being in the atmosphere of March Madness, yeah. I think it's like something that's it's like once in a lifetime, really, because you yeah. can get to the NBA playoffs. <clears throat> And right. you can have that mo- have those right. moments, but like especially if you're going to be one and done, like you're planning on just playing one year and leaving, having that one year experience of while fans are going nuts and you know everything like it's mm-hmm. one game to the end and mm-hmm. all that stuff. I think yep. having those moments yeah. are just so great to have right. with your team and everything that I would like me personally. I would go play college basketball. Yeah. However, I could, I do see scenarios where I think like. Back in 2003, if LeBron James had this choice, like he right. had to either go to college or the G League, right. he'd go to the G League because I think he would need the money right. from the G right. League because of the situation that they were in. So right. it's all about personal preference or what you need to do. Right. But for me, I'd definitely go play college basketball. Right, and I think I, it, I, I think it's definitely preference-based. Um, I think, too, 
it, one of the things that I think uh, is kind of lost upon this is, you know, with the March Madness, you have a moment, like a true moment, right? That elevates your draft stock. Like, yeah. crazy. Like, DiFincenzo from Villanova, right? Mm-hmm. Had that great last couple games in the tournament to beat Michigan, right? Where you just go, wow. Like, yeah. he was automatic for, like, four straight weeks. Kemba like. Walker. Kemba Walker, Obama. right. He could have been a Piston. Could have been a Piston. Like, six-game stretch yes, ever. exactly. And, and Joe Dumars took Brandon Knight instead. Yes. Because that's how that works. But point being, but you're, that's exactly it, though, right? Is that you look at a guy, he goes, yeah, you know, he's, he's good, you know? And then all of a sudden, you see guys rise above, mm-hmm. and you go, they stepped up, and they embraced the moment, they embraced the challenge, they they took their team and went, no, we're going to win this anyway, mm-hmm. right? And those are the kinds of things where I think you're going to miss if you are an Isaiah Todd, right? Like, you better be awesome, because yeah. going overseas you know, like like Lamelo Ball, right? Like I think he is the best, probably prospect in the draft, probably. in my opinion, right? And I hope he falls to the Pistons, low mm-hmm. key. Like I really do. Like you know, but he kind of took an unconventional path, right? So, but you don't know what he's going to stack up to, you know, compared to if he would have just played a year or mm-hmm. two in college, right? If there is a different. There's a difference in the game, and I think that's the reason why a lot of times some of these guys, like like a Luca, mm-hmm. right, where he kind of fell a little bit in the draft because. You know, they're like, well, he's the best player in Europe. Mm-hmm. What does that mean for me? Yeah. You know what I mean? I think that is something to say, though, because I think for, especially the American-based audience, yeah. if you go to the G League or you go overseas and you're coming out, you're like, oh, this guy, like when Christos Porzingis was like the mm-hmm. number one like consensus overall pick or whatever yeah. a couple years ago, and everyone goes, who is that? Right, and the, next, and the next take, and everybody goes, what the hell did they just do? Exactly. When you have guys yeah. like... Zion in mm-hmm. college playing at Duke, and you get to watch him every single game that you want, plus right. March Madness, and you go, oh, I know who that is, or Taco Falls. Right. If he was overseas, no one no, would really I, know besides no. he's 7'7 and a crazy <laughs> yeah, right. maniac. But now he's playing for um, U- UCF or oh, whatever, yeah, right. and he almost beat Duke. Right, and now yeah, he has, he has a moment. He has the moment of Where almost, he goes, wow, maybe he can compete. Zion's the consensus number one overall pick this and year. he's sitting in the middle and of the paint. he stood up stood with up Zion. Right, exactly. And that's the point that yes. gets you over. So I think, especially because basketball is an American-based mm-hmm. NBA, mm-hmm. I think that going to the March Madness tournament and playing college basketball mm-hmm. helps me to like watch you. Because yes. I don't watch European basketball. No. I don't watch the G League, but I do up? watch <laughs> but I do watch every single college basketball game that I can at every right. game of the tournament. I have right. four TV set up right. for the tournament itself. So I watch everything from the tournament. Absolutely. So, right, for sure. And you, you see know, guys I mean, where you go, yeah. oh, oh yeah, that's, that's a player. That's, that's a guy. guy. Right, exactly. So a little bit different take, obviously, but sucks for Michigan. Hopefully we're going to see next year we'll actually have March Madness, hopefully, and all that good stuff. So, hopefully. you know, and Chawan Howard's just like, man, I can't catch a break. Um, <laughs> all right, let's jump in now to some college football. I know it's a little bit early to talk about this, but, Mike, you, we were talking off air, and you brought up something pretty interesting. So let's I'll let you kind of take the floor here and explain. Oh, you're going to let me I'm, I'm letting you take the floor okay. here. Okay. Um, and explain I'm, to us what's going on. That. Yeah, let's go, man. Okay, so um, I was having a heart-to-heart with myself the other day, <laughs> and I was thinking about college football and how is there a team that could beat Ohio State. And then I saw a semblance over the Power 5 conference. It's really outside of the SEC mm-hmm. that I went, man, there is that team in every single Power 5 conference that is just almost heads and toes above everyone else. Yep. And to just name them, I think Oregon in the Pac-12, mm-hmm. Clemson in the ACC, Oklahoma in the Big 12, yep. and Ohio State in the Big 10. Right. I think the SEC is the only one that's a little harder. Because I think <clears throat> Alabama is still the team, but right. I think there's like Georgia, Florida, Auburn that are all consistently trying to fight for that spot. Yep. So I think 
it would be a nice discussion for me to you have to go through the four conferences that yeah, I named prior for sure. and to see what is the team that you believe is the team that has the yes. chance to overtake that power team. For sure. Yeah, let's go through it. So yeah. let's go Absolutely. through them. Yeah. Um, we're going to start with, I think, the hardest one, the ACC. Yeah. So in the ACC, obviously, you have Clemson. Mm-hmm. He, they are mm-hmm. Clemson, one right. of the best teams in college football. Right. And I think after that, it gets really tough because you don't really have <laughs> you think, that Lord. next team, really. Right. So I, I'm going to give you. Yeah. The, I'm going to hold out this list here. Oh, Lord. What team God, do you think gross. has the best shots? I think honestly, honestly, I'm going to go just kind of on a whim here. I'm going to say maybe Miami. And the reason why we were talking about rankings earlier in the show, right? They're, mm-hmm. They got a big recruiting class coming in, right? It's still the University of Miami. They haven't been what they've been in years past, right? Yeah. I think Virginia is Virginia. I don't think yeah. anything. Looking at who they have, I think at the t- I think at one point you could have made the argument that maybe Florida State would have been the number two team in this conference, you know. But they have fallen on such hard times since Jimbo left that I think that they're several years away from really competing. I'm gonna say Miami. I think Miami's Miami. the, it's got just because of the recruiting classes. I think at some point some of that talent has to show up a little bit. Yeah. I don't know why they are able to recruit as well as they are. I get it. It's Miami, but like. Um, outside of like weather purposes, there's really no reason to go to Miami. Yeah. Um, but I think that Clemson, especially right now, you got Trevor Lawrence for a whole other year. After that, I don't know, but mm-hmm. you know what I mean. It's kind of one of the things where like you know Dabo is clearly taken over as the number one coach in the nation right now. Yeah. I think he's over Saban right now. Oh yeah. Um. So with that being said, I just think that. Clemson is is pretty far away um, right now, but I think that Miami, with some of the recruiting classes they have, I think they're pretty close. Um, but I think Virginia is right on as on Miami's heels. I I, I agree with you yeah. in both halves. I, I'm going to go Virginia over, over Miami because right. I think right now I think they're like right there. Yeah, I think any, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that Virginia um, they won the Coastal last year, which is the opposite of the Atlantic that Clemson plays. Right. In. Yeah. I don't think anyone in the Atlantic can do it because mm-hmm. I think Clemson. Even if, say, they lose to Louisville, I don't think Louisville can win no. all of the games in nope. that division to win that side. Nope. So I think that Clemson, even if they get a loss to a Louisville or yeah. FSU mm-hmm. or Syracuse, mm-hmm. they're going to win out the rest of the way, right. in which case I don't know if another team can go undefeated and or with one loss in that side. Yeah. But I think a team that can win the Coastal consistently if Virginia or Miami right. can win it year or year after year and have right. shots at Clemson. And the more shots you get, one of them has to stick eventually right, and get exactly. them out. Yes. So I think, I think sure. I'm going to go Virginia yeah. uh, and you take Miami. Yeah, sounds good. Um, we're going to take the Big 12 next. Right. Big, um, Big 12 isn't split up into two no. different conferences. It's just the top two teams. Right. I, um, Oklahoma has won it the last yeesh. five years. Good Lord. So who do you I, take? It's hard for me because I want to say Baylor. I really mm-hmm. do. But I still feel like Texas for whatever reason. I, I don't know why. I don't know. Maybe it's because it's bias. I don't know whether it's because like you think Texas, when you think Texas, Oklahoma, you kind of link yeah, them together. Yeah. Uh, I like Tom Herman as the coach. Um I'm going to say maybe Texas long-term over Baylor just because of that. Baylor, to me, is a very streaky football team where you'll have a couple years where they're really, really good. Mm-hmm. They have a couple years where they're really, really bad. So it kind of, you know, I think Texas is trying to get back to that, you know, where they were consistent year in, year out. Um, I think they are close. I think Oklahoma is a team that needs to start watching their back a little bit, quite frankly, because... You know, how often do you have back-to-back Heisman Trophy, you know, winners, right? And then you have Jalen Hurts then transfer over, you know what I mean? I think at some point, 
you know, the Big 12 as a whole, I think, needs to catch up with the rest of the country, quite frankly, as far as, like, the top-tier teams because they, no one plays defense in that entire conference. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think they need to kind of hurry up and kind of get with the program a little bit. But I think those three teams, like, I don't think Kansas State – I, I like actually Iowa State's coach, but I don't think they have, they're never they, going they to get the talent, talent to right. overtake. I think yeah. you know I think Kansas is trying to do something with less miles there, um, but Oklahoma State, Mike Gundy's been there forever. When you're only known for a mullet as a haircut, not for your coaching ability, there there you go. Yeah. But I'm going to say Texas by like the slimmest of margins. I think yeah. Texas and Baylor flip this year, but I don't. I think if, if there's going to be a team to do it, I think Texas is the team. To do it. I hundred percent agree. Yeah. And I say that because. I saw this Baylor team this past year was really good, yeah. and their only two losses this right. year were to Oklahoma. Right. So obviously at that right. point, you're, you're like, like, well, okay. you're not there yet. Yeah, right. And so I think right. Texas fights Oklahoma hard every single time they play, mm-hmm. and their quarterback play is getting a lot better. Yeah, they, yeah. and that's the thing, too. The the, yeah, and two, they have to... You just got to find some semblance of normal. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Texas went through such a big upheaval after their national championship with Vince Young, where it's like they were there, and then they they got there back again with Colt McCoy. They had a guy ready. Mm-hmm. They've never had a guy since then. You can't name a Texas yeah. quarterback, you know, to come out and do anything of any sort of relevance. So they have a coach that they believe in. The scouting is there. The recruiting is there. They're, you're still the University of Texas. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? They've lost several games this year where I thought they didn't really deserve to lose. They're like they they kind of blew it last second. They need to clean that crap up. And I think they're right there with Baylor this last year. And I think they make the run. Okay. Uh, next up, we're gonna hit, we're gonna hit the Big Ten last out of the four because yeah. that's our home conference for sure. So next, we're gonna hit the Big oh, Pac twelve. Boy, um, I'm putting Oregon as the team. Yeah. Because be. I think when you think Big Pac twelve, you yeah. think Oregon. Yep. So is what is the team that you think can overtake Oregon or at least be on the level right. of Oregon? Um, Utah's tough. Uh, I'm actually going to go with USC. And the okay. reason why I'm going to go with USC is a couple reasons. Number one, I know how this committee thinks. And Utah, unless they go undefeated, will not make the Final Four. It ain't happening. Yeah. Sorry about you. It's just not. You know what I mean? Oregon still had to play almost perfect ball to get in, mm-hmm. right? And they're considered now one of the upper echelon you know, teams. Even when they're not very good, everyone's like, oh, Oregon's good, exactly, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Everyone thinks that USC is getting back to that is really what I'm is, is my thought, right? Once again, another team like Texas where we, for our childhood, was like they were the team. Reggie yeah, Bush, yeah. Matt Leiner, Pete Carroll, all that goodness, right? And all the recruiting violations are gone. You just got, you've got a solid foundation now where you just go, you know, this this team could be something again, right? And I'm looking mm-hmm. at this. Oregon State's not there. Cal, Washington, Washington took a big step back. Washington State, I, I don't see it. You know, Stanford, I don't understand why everyone thinks that Mr. Shaw is the savior of everybody, but ever since Harbaugh left, they've been worse. So, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Um, Arizona State with Herm Edwards, I think, is a 500 football team. Colorado, Arizona, I don't see anybody else inside this conference outside of USC that even comes close to Oregon, just for a myriad of reasons, Yeah, quite frankly. Um, I'm going to go Utah yeah. because I think – I don't see this one's hard because I think USC in five years that's a, yeah, will, that's, be, yeah, right. will be like that Back team, to USC again. Will be back to USC, and they're going to be fighting Utah and Oregon for yeah. the Pac-12. I just think Utah – once again, Utah I think is like where you're like, well, they have really good teams, and then they have average you know, yeah. six and five teams. Yeah, I just think that – they didn't really have that guy on offense or yes. defense, and being yes. as good as they were without that top tier player, right. I was like, if they could just pull yeah. one Absolutely. or two big name guys with the Absolutely. defense they had and the offense they had, yep. I was like, they could overtake Oregon, yep. and they almost did this year. Until Oregon, Oregon yeah. just Washington. Had more power. Had, this is the one conference where I feel like is the only conference in the you know outside the SEC, but SEC still has blue blood teams where like it's it, it's not shocking to see Auburn win it compared yeah. to like this is the only conference where I feel like oh like Washington won the Pac-12 this exactly, year. Like or two like, years ago when they right, won. Right, when they won the Final Four, I was like, 
Okay, I guess. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Only conference in football right now of the majors where you go, I sure, let's just go with that team. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? All right, and now we're going to hit our final one. Oh, boy. Our home conference, the Big Ten, led by the Ohio State Buckeyes. Yeah. Um, they've been dominant for... Shout out, like, to, yeah. shout out to Ellie. Yeah, shout out to Ellie yeah. here. Um, Penn State won it a couple years ago. Michigan yeah. State's won it. But yeah. it's really been the Ohio State show for yeah. the last 10 um, years or so. Yeah. What, what I do you think has a chance? Honestly, nobody, quite frankly. Like, okay. like if I have to pick a team, yeah. I, I'm guess I'll say, jeez, here's here's my problem with the Big Ten, right? Yeah. There's always so much talk about how stacked the Big Ten is every year. And to a certain extent, I agree. Mm-hmm. However, we have some of the biggest choke artist teams in this conference, right? Outside of Ohio State, Penn State, okay, great, you won the Rose Bowl. But you wouldn't have lasted a minute against any of those four teams, against yeah. anybody, right? Wisconsin... Every year, everybody talks about how great Wisconsin is, and they blow it every year against Ohio State or Michigan, or they lose something stupid, right? Yeah. Iowa's never going to be good enough to do it. They don't play a more explosive, good enough game of football to do it. Uh, Minnesota, ain't, I'm sorry, it's not happening. Even with yeah. P.J. Fleck, you can row that boat across the world three times over. It ain't happening. And Michigan and Michigan State are just as bad. Michigan's the most overhyped team in the nation every year, I feel like. We're the Dallas Cowboys of college football. And that sucks for me to say. I'm wearing a Michigan hat right now, but it's it's very frustrating because, as we've talked about on the show, and I think we're in agreement, until I see it, mm-hmm. I can't believe it. You yeah. know what I mean? So, at Michigan State, I don't know what the hell's going on there. That's You guys are going to – you're in for some dark days, my friends. Mm-hmm. Um, but Ohio State right now is so clear and above everybody else in this conference – this is the one conference where I go, there's not even a conversation right now about who's going to overtake them, in my opinion. Okay. In my um, opinion. I think well, I think the only conference it has is the ACC. I think oh, yeah. Sorry. I, I'm sorry. I agree. But, like, as far as, like, teams where, like, they're going to be in top 25, like, they're going to be there at the end. Like, I feel like Michigan will be there at the end. I think the Ohio State game will mean something. But do I think Michigan has enough to get over that hump yet? No. no I, I don't. agree. I think this takes a great quarterback play because Ohio State <laughs> yeah. always has great quarterback play. And they're outside just of, fast. I don't yeah. get it. They're so fast I think all the, the time. I think the only team – see, I like Minnesota's quarterback play. I think Tanner Morgan's really good. Yes. But I think the rest of the team is it's just, just not, average. It's just it's, not up to Because you're Minnesota. That, at the end of the day, too, this is the thing that kills about college is like – and I don't. Th- I think people sometimes of uh, at these other schools go. Well, what can we do? There, unfortunately, there's not a lot you can do. You got to have the right circumstance, the right group of kids that just happen to come together for a specific period of time. Mm-hmm. It's it's really that simple because you're not going to out recruit Ohio State. Mm-hmm. You're not going to out recruit Michigan. You're not going to out recruit Alabama or Florida or my, even Miami. Miami went five and won five hundred last year. They have a top five recruiting class. Why? Because they're in Florida. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Certain shit like that. You're, just, you're not going to be able to out recruit them. Yeah. So you got to have that magic bullet thing. Yeah. Yeah. So if I had to pick a team, I'm going to pick Wisconsin because I think they can run the ball and I, see, I think I think they can dominate the run game and their yeah. defense is usually stacked. Their Ohio's quarterback play is, is so, so terrible. Since Russell Wilson, and even he choked in that Big Michigan Ten title State, game. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, yeah. I don't get it. You know yeah. what I mean? It frustrates if, me. Well, let me tell you though. I think if Tanner Morgan was on Wisconsin, yes. I think Wisconsin would be would a be, very good team. Would be the team. Yes. That can easily I think Wisconsin, Penn State, Michigan, you can put them whatever way you want, but I think those are the three teams. Like I think, I think yeah, Michigan's I better than Minnesota. I'm sorry, but I think they are. I think yeah. that Michigan is. I think Michigan 
Penn State and Wisconsin could all beat each other yeah. up, and then the winner of that, like if Michigan was in the other side, was in the what is this, the Big Ten West, right? Mm-hmm. I think they'd be winning it every year, kind yeah. of thing. Like I think Penn State would win Wisconsin it, every right? Year. I think if you move Penn State over there, I think there's certain teams where if you just moved them over, you'd see the same two teams more likely in the Big Ten title game every year. Yeah. But I just think the Ohio State right now, along with Clemson, are the two teams where you just go, just put them in the Final Four now, unless Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields get hurt. Yeah. Which I think actually would hurt Clemson more than it would. Ohio State, quite frankly, maybe. Um, I haven't. I mean, they lost, Ohio State lost quite a few guys, but I just, I just look at it and I just go, yeah. It's every year, it just Agreed. never fails. And then, so we're gonna we're gonna hit the SEC, but we're yeah. gonna do the SEC a little bit different for yeah. the last couple minutes here. Uh, we're gonna we're so there's about four or five teams that are kind of up there. Mm-hmm. We're gonna see who's the true team in the SEC, yeah. who's gonna overtake because maybe. Alabama's not the team anymore. Right. And that's something we'll discuss. Mm-hmm. So who do you think is I think it's Georgia. I really Georgia? do. I think it's Georgia. I think Kirk I think Kirby Smart's doing a hell of a job recruiting. I think that they like Alabama or I'm sorry, like Wisconsin are built similar, mm-hmm. right? They they're they they're reliant upon the run. They play good defense. Um it's it's very much schematic there. They've given Bama runs before. I you know, with Jake Fromm as their quarterback they got lucky where they – it felt like he'd been there forever, quite frankly. But, um, you know, where he didn't have maybe the great arm strength that some maybe that you look for in the pros, but running that system, mm-hmm. having a Sony Michelle and a Nick Chubb and these kind of guys can't be able to hand the ball off to. They churn out good offensive linemen. They maintain ball possession. They do a really nice job. And I think people are starting to see through the veil of Alabama a yeah. little bit. You know what I mean? I don't think – Alabama's always going to recruit well. Georgia's recruiting just as well, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't think that you are going to have the le- the level of dominance that you're used to seeing from a Nick Saban football team. I think that times are changing, and I think Georgia's the team to kind of rise above that. LSU's done. Sorry. They, they've lost so much. I don't know how you can possibly repeat what yeah. you just did last year. Florida's tough for me. They're always up and down. I feel like I think Florida's a lot like Michigan, where there's a lot of high expectations, and they always lose a game they shouldn't. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I think, uh, I think Auburn is another team where I go quarterback play is there. Is there? Bo Nix is very is good. very good, but I don't know about the defense. That's my, that's my only other issue. Yeah. But so I think and yeah, they I play think Georgia. So and I think yeah, that's another thing. But I think Georgia is the most well-rounded team in the conference right now. I think yeah. Well, I also think that Georgia takes the SEC East almost every single year. Outside oh yeah. Maybe Florida might. Yeah. Fight yeah. There's them, nobody else. I don't think there's really anybody that. else. I think nope. Alabama has to go through Auburn and realistically like Texas A&M and LSU every single those year. Those aren't yeah. And I think those, those aren't gimme names. Yeah, Even those, Ole Miss, quite frankly. You yeah. know. I think Georgia is going to take it over because I think they're just going to, especially like how Ohio State does. They just they have a good side, but they could just dominate that side and then they just play. Give and then the, and, and every big game, I feel like you know, even in the in the semifinals right when they lost to Clemson, like they're one broken route away from winning that football game. You know what I mean? So it's like, it, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean against Clemson. It, yeah. yeah. So like, it, it's it just feels like certain teams where just like they rise to the occasion. That's what yeah. I'm waiting for Michigan to do is rise to the occasion yeah. in these big games where you go, you know what? Yeah, you got a really great defense. Now show me against yeah. the true offense. You know what I mean? Exactly. I feel like Georgia has done it enough now. I know they blew the title game a couple years ago, but like, yeah. I think that they have proven it. They have enough stock, in, at least in my opinion, where you can go, that's a team. Yeah. You know what I mean? Agreed. And that's a good football team. So I'm going to put Georgia over there, but I think Bama's – I think it's going to be Bama-Georgia in the SEC championship game this year. 
hundred percent agree. Unless somehow Auburn can upset them in yes, their Iron in Bowl. the Iron Bowl, right? But but the, even then, though, play. Auburn needs to go perfect outside of that, right? Like, 100%, you know what yeah. I mean? So that's, that's the only where issue I have. So I'm really excited for college football this year. Yeah. I think because a lot of big names it's either their last ride or we lost a lot yeah. this past in this. I'm excited to go next, you know, month or so when we start yeah. doing it. We start previewing all the games and making predictions. Yes. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Lots of good stuff coming your way, guys. I promise you. All right, that's gonna be end for part one. After the break, we're gonna talk Black Wednesday for the WWE. We're talking. Vegas over-unders, and maybe some mock draft stuff in a special part three. I don't know. All that after the break. Stick around. Psst. GS here. I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. Has brand new merchandise. I can't believe it. I'm so excited. This is the Mouth of Michigan, Robin Dyko. You know you know the voice. You already knew. I wasn't fooling anybody. But guys, huge news. I'm Always Right Sports Podcast finally has merchandise. If you want the official logo shirt of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast, there's only one place to go. I'm Always Right PC is on the Below the Collar website, belowthecollar.com forward slash I'm Always Right PC. Go to the link or look up Always Right in the search bar on the homepage of belowthecollar.com. You'll find our shirt store there. Go there, buy the shirt, let us know so we can retweet you guys, maybe give you guys a special shout out, maybe have somebody on the show. We can do all that stuff for you as well. Make sure to go to the webpage, I'mAlwaysRightPC.com. You can find the link to our shirt store there as well. Be sure to go buy the shirt, support the show, and let us know. Take a picture, send all that good stuff to you. I know Mike's got one on order. I know I got one on order. I know a lot of the family has one as well. We're, we're getting there, guys. More designs are coming your way as well, so stay tuned for that. Now here's part two of this week's episode. And welcome back to part two of episode 73 of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. Mike, let's jump right into it here. Uh, Black Wednesday in the WWE this past week. Lots of cuts. Wrestlers, NXT, main roster, producers, trainers, coaches, mothers, fathers, brothers, sisters, all gone. Some of the big highlights, Kurt Angle gets released. Uh, Anderson and Gallows get released to tag team the OC. Um... Mike Kanellis, Maria Kanellis, Sarah Logan, Rusev, uh, Zack Ryder, Kurt Hawkins are both gone. You know, woo, 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 no more. Um, Going you know, to AEW, probably. Probably, right? Drake Zach, Maverick yeah. is gone. Um, any other, like, any like big names, really? EC3. EC3, he's gone. I know Lance oh, Storm, he was a producer. He got released. Or he's got, fur- some of these guys got furloughed, but any any talent got yeah. just straight out released. Um uh, he Slater's gone. There a lot of a lot of you know some of the, everybody that a lot of people everybody recognized you know they weren't being used on television very much yeah, and so on gone. and so forth. Um, but they're gone, Mike. Just your thoughts uh, on the releases. You know, do you think any of this could have been prevented? You know, you're spending millions of dollars every time you bring in a Goldberg. You know, you're spending lots of money on Edge. You're spending lots of money on Brock. Yeah. You know, some of these part-time guys. And you got guys every single week that are on the road, ready to go, and mm-hmm. you know, and now they're being let go. Your thoughts on, on on the cuts? You know, is it better off long term? You think for some of these guys? Um, for the guys, yes. I think for WWE, I think eventually they might eventually get hurt. Mm-hmm. And the reason I say that is because the shows that nobody really watches, like the main events and stuff, mm-hmm. are usually just filled with like the EC threes and stuff. Mm-hmm. And when you don't have those guys, now you gotta find people to go onto those shows. Yeah. Plus, you kind of just have matches where you're just on Raw, where you'll be like, oh, let's just throw. Apollo Crew or like yeah, Kurt Hawkins yeah. and Zack Ryder yeah. in a tag match like against AOP, AOP, and let them get killed or whatever. <laughs> right. But at that point, at least right. you have that team that you right. can kill into a better team. So I think just having that lower level talent, yeah, it's kind of nice to just like let's just we just need a match idea. Right, Alistair Black, we need someone for him to kill. Let's put EC3 in there, right, so he can kill EC3, and everyone kind of knows EC3. Yeah. But at the same time, 
It's not like we're not killing a guy because we're not really using him. Mm-hmm. So I think those guys are always important. But at the same time, I think for the guys, they're like, okay, so I'm going to Impact or I'm going to AEW yeah. or whatever. Or, they're like, yeah, or Ring of Honor. Or Ring of or, Honor right, or New or Japan, Japan or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So NWA, like Sayonara, yeah. they're probably, they right. might want out. I think anyway, there's quite so. a few guys too that I think are going to make a bigger impact. Like I think Mike oh, Canellis yeah. and Marie Canellis, I think can make an impact, literally in Impact or in Ring of Honor. I think yeah. they go either place. I think. Gals and Anderson, I would assume, are going to go back to Japan. I would assume um, so too. But if they don't, I think they can make a great tag team in AEW. I know the Revival is another team that they yeah. got they got released separately, but they that's pretty much a guarantee they're going to wind up in AEW. Yeah, I'm sure as like the Rev, as the Revolt or whatever. Um, uh, is is there a single talent or an act you know like Hawkins Ryder or whatever where you think that they're going to make a much 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 bigger impact? Like you can you can foresee a guy or a tag team being like. They're big. Like they're up there on the card. Like they're uh, top tier talent. I have a few. Yeah. Um. I'm gonna go first. I think Ryder could yeah. have a great run in AEW as like a singles guy, or they bring in Kurt Hawkins. Yeah. Because I think Cody likes him, yeah. and they have these cool sweet life Cody and Zach or whatever. Yeah. Like ideas that they that yeah. Cody was putting out. I was like, that would be awesome. By right. the way, yeah. I think Zach Ryder would be good. I think Gallus Anderson going back to Japan and being a tag team because they need tag teams in Japan. Oh my gosh, I, I think they could just go so in and bad. start dominating that division again yeah. and have great matches with God. And I think Rusev. Because he's so over in WWE. Mm-hmm. If he goes to like Ring of Honor or stuff like if that. If Rusev goes to Ring of Honor, that's a big coup. Because I think yeah. that they he can get so over and he's mm-hmm. like an instant yeah. TV or world right. title contender right oh, away. Yeah. Absolutely. So I think, For sure. I think he, they all those companies benefit from these guys. I think the guys benefit. Mm-hmm. So I, I think a guy like EC3 too where you thought, okay, he was here, he leaves, goes to TNA, was really good in TNA, comes back. Literally has one match on Takeover for the, in the in the ladder match, well, right? He, he had another and, one and, and, and then he gets yeah, and then he gets destroyed by Velveteen, and yeah. then you don't see him ever again. Yeah. So it's like, wow, what a weird what a weird run that was, right? So it's kind of like, okay, now what? Um, I think he's gonna benefit quite a bit. You know, I know he, he, based off his Twitter interactions, he's been very like, I'm not doing your podcast, I'm not doing your show, I'm not doing this, I'm not signing your like, I'm not doing any of that. He's like, yeah. I'm control. I'm like. Okay, maybe we're gonna get a little something different here. Yeah. Um, you know, I think even guys like I think like a Heath Slater would do great business for Ring of Honor or NWA, oh, like 100%. as a television mid card guy. Like I think he could. I think certain guys like that. I think are gonna go in. Like I don't think Heath Slater going to AEW makes a hell of, hell of a no, lot of sense. You know really. what I mean? Because I think he's gonna fall right back into the same kind of thing he's in now but i think if he goes to a step below that an roh you know an nwa i think that's where you know i could see like you know like i look at a guy like juice robinson who's done so much in japan yeah. i think keith could be that guy for one of those companies mm-hmm. almost you know where it's like what the hell is this because yeah. he's good in the ring you know mm-hmm. just you know he's entertaining he's a funny guy um is there anybody where you're just where you were you shocked by that got that got released uh, not really, to be honest. I thought Gallus and Anderson. Was those a are my those shocking, those are my big ones. But I also think that with AJ getting buried, they weren't going to use him at all. Right. And then I think they're now going to repackage AJ to yes. something else. Yeah. So then I was like, so Gallus and Anderson is just going to be a tag team again. So right. they don't really need them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Rusev because I think he was so over with the crowd. Yeah. That was like the fact that they weren't using him, and then like now they're just like releasing him. I was like, he's going to be a huge pop. And wherever like a he huge goes. guy wherever, wherever he goes, he goes. so I yeah, think he's sure. also another guy. Yeah, I think it's tough. You know, it's decisions like this are tough on the business as a whole. But at the same time, I think you know, after this whole COVID nineteen thing kind of passes, I think we're gonna see a lot of like, oh my gosh, kind of you know debuts for quite yeah. a few different guys, and I think it's gonna really infuse some talent. 
um, into that, right? Like, we saw some debuting talent on NXT this week, right? Timothy Thatcher yeah. debuting, uh, Killer Cross, or Kill, it's Killian, right? Is that what Kill, it's, yeah, Killian Cross, Cross right? Yeah. Which he's going to be a big star for them. Um, yeah. So it's weird how you kind of feel. Um, how do you feel about that if we're going to go off yeah, topic for a second? Yeah. Because Champa loses, yeah. storyline wise. Yeah. He loses, so he's supposed to be done with NXT. But if he attacks him and now Champa stays in NXT to fight him. Was he done in NXT or was he just done with Gargano? I'm pretty sure it was supposed to be done with NXT. Mm. I, I think that's just, what Triple yeah. H said. Uh. Which is why I was confused. Because maybe I misread it. I was like, yeah. maybe the rivalry is yeah, done. I think it's the rivalry. I but think. I, but I thought it was like, okay, if you lose. It wasn't the stipulation wasn't loser leaves NXT. Right. But it was like, if you lose, like. Yeah. You I think they kind of I thing. think they are going to unfortunately I think Champa is running into the situation where Gargano is a little bit mm-hmm. where he's going to fit that role of he's over so we're going to use you now to get other, other people, people over. over. So I that's know. why I don't think he got the world title back was because of that. Yeah. You know what I mean? You notice how you've completely distanced him completely now from Adam Cole and yeah. Undisputed Era completely. You know what I mean? Like, where you got Velveteen. Like, at this rate, I don't know who's taking the title I know, off Cole. Because I, I don't, th- now, I don't no, think it's going to be Velveteen. It shouldn't be, quite frankly. So, like, is Cole, Cole's going to be champion forever, which, on some degree, I'm not mad about. But yeah. another degree, I'm like, kind of want to see him on the main roster here a little yeah. bit. But, well, because um, I think I think the Era getting a little slow now. Yeah. And I think it's, I think it's also hard, because I think that he honestly would have lost the title WrestleMania weekend on a normal... Yeah, set probably. or whatever. Like he would yeah. either lost it on Takeover or mm-hmm. lost it on WrestleMania or however right. they're gonna run it. But with the COVID stuff now, they're like, I guess we'll just keep it on him, right? Because temporarily, temporarily until SummerSlam right. or something. Yeah, it, it's tough. You know, I think everyone's a little bit at a standstill right now. Um, but to answer your question, though, yeah, I think that's where I think that's where Champa's at right now. Mm-hmm. I think he's in the business of making, and I think at some point maybe he does get back to the world title. But I don't think it, it, it's right this second. Um, but I will say this though, before we switch over to the Vegas odds for NFL, uh, Mr. Cross is going to be a humongous a star for them. No pun intended. Like, he's is, he's, he's going to be with, with Scarlet Bordeaux coming in as his valet when they're actually like a thing, like a couple in real life. Um, that's going to be a heck. Uh, I'm like, I'm honestly a little surprised he's not already on the main roster. Like a, a little, little bit. bit. Like yeah. just, just with the, with what he's going to do. He's he's and gonna be he's, huge. He's, he's, he's going to be absolutely huge. I think you're doing a nice job. I don't want to see him debut until this whole COVID thing's done. I just want to see him in vignettes and attacking people. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see him in a match until like a takeover. Like it needs yeah. to be that big where he doesn't have a match until he faces Champa at a takeover event in front of fifty thousand people where the place is gonna go bananas. Like mm-hmm. that's the kind of thing you wanna you wanna save a guy like that for. So it's gonna be interesting for sure. But all right, let's talk Vegas over under for the NFL. Now we're we've already kind of teased this when the NFL schedule officially comes out in a couple weeks. We are going to go over, we're going to do a whole show, we're basically going to dedicate a show to that, or at least half a show, because that's going to be really fun, it's something you can do at home with your friends. Um, but this week though, Mike found all the Vegas odds for the over-under wins for every single team, so basically we're going to go over that and we're going to save these results and what we think, whether you know whether we agree or disagree, and then we are going to then, once, we, once the schedule comes out, we're going to do some compare and contrast. So it's going to be fun because I think people think that they know kind of where your team is at, and then you go and pick... And then Later once on, you do all the picks and everything, you go, and you wow. lose track and you go, wait, how many li- how many teams did I get the Lions? Oh, wait. Oh, wait. Never mind. I thought they were going to go 10-6. and six. I've got them at 8-8. Eight and eight, You yeah. know, so it's going to be fun for sure. But all right. Let's just go right. Let's jump right into it, Mike. Okay. Um, we're going to go top or bottom to top. Bottom to top. top Great. Yes. So let's start with the Lions because what do they got them at? Half a win? Uh, 
No, they're actually not the bottom. They're, they're not? Actually, I'm like low they're key. Like, they're like eight, they're eight up. Actually. Oh, hey, look at that. Um, right. We're going to start with the Washington Redskins. They're set at four and a half. Ooh, okay. I'm already, I'm already like, I'm already stumped. Like first one, I was not, I was expecting the first one to be like Cincinnati over two. Like, I'm like, oh yeah, they'll win more than two games. But um, four and a half? Yes. Oh God. Uh, I'm going to say under. I say they get to four wins at the most, I think. Okay. What, do, what do you got? I have under also. Yeah, yeah. I think they're probably like three. I think they tank for. I think they're, they're going to tank for two or Trevor. Mm-hmm. Or, or, yeah, not tank for Tua. They're going to tank for Trevor. Yeah, They've right. already tanked for Tua if they want Tua. Please take Tua. So Chase Young also a strap. That's coming next. Up next, by the way. Yeah. Uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. Four and a half. I was saying, I was like, yeah. I'm like, any number? No, they nah, just. They're no, six, no, no, no. Will they be a team? <laughs> Are they? Four and a, a half? Four and a half. Under. Okay. Under. I think they're going to I think they're going to be a very bad football team uh, this year. I'm also going to take the under on that mm-hmm. cuz I don't think they'll be good. Uh Cincinnati is at 5. Straight 5. So Straight it's hard. Five. So I guess you could pick you can pick the uh, you can pick it if you want, but I hate that they say, put a half on it. Can I just say 5? Can I just say yeah, that they I guess can reach so, yeah. 5? So, so I'm going to yeah. put it at even. Yeah, even. I'm going to say even. Then. Yeah, okay. I think they get to 5. I think I think they're actually building something in Cincinnati. I think Zach Taylor doesn't get enough credit. I think he actually did a pretty nice job considering what he had there. Yeah. Um, they made some good signings of free agency. DJ Reader is going there. They're going to take Joe Burrow. I think it's going to take some time, though, for, the, for that. And it, they need weapons at the end of the day. Cincinnati needs draft capital. That's why... You know, we're going to talk about this mock draft stuff in a second, but man, you got to really think that unless you are absolutely clear cut on Joe Burrow, if you think Tua or Herbert is is comparable to to Burrow, mm-hmm. and Miami wants to give you three first round picks, and you go get a wide receiver and the best in a, in a good defensive player along with whatever quarterback you prefer. Man, you know what I mean? That's yep. that's tough. You know. Yep. All right. Next up, Carolina yeah. Panthers, five and a half. <sighs> Over, they get to six. Okay. I'm going to take the under. Yeah. I think they're going to be at five, probably. Yeah. yeah. That's tough for me. I, I like Christian McCaffrey, though. I think he's a game. That's fair. Good. I th- Congratulations I think... to McCaffrey, yeah, by the way. Getting that four four years, $60 million deal. Congratulations, man. Uh, New York Giants, five and a half. Boy. Boy, oh boy. Over. I think they get to six. I think that, that whole division beats themselves up. And I think That's Washington. Fair. I'm gonna the, still take the under. I haven't taken over yet, but I think <laughs> I think the top teams are gonna really yeah take over yeah yeah I got you yeah I for think sure. these bottom teams are yeah. gonna be hard. Uh, Miami Dolphins at six. <sighs> Boy, I'm gonna say over. You're gonna go over uh, Miami. Yeah. So over six. Is over that, six. Is that yeah. Yeah. So I'm gonna say over, over six. six. I think okay. they maybe get to seven and nine. I'm gonna take even on this one. Yeah. I think they'll get to six. exactly six, six probably because yeah. I don't I don't see them going much. Higher, I just see the smaller. amount of stuff they've done in free agency. Blind Flores trying to make something out there. The division is gonna be weaker than it's ever been. You know, even with Buffalo being there, this is their time to strike. They got to put it together now. Yeah. Uh, Detroit Lions six and a half. It's got to be over. Quite frankly, it has to be because if not, you're restarting all over again. I think the pressure's on. And two, I think that's I think that's bullcrap. Honestly, quite frankly, because if if Stafford doesn't get hurt, right, you're a 500 football team. I think this is so. This I think is this one, is the one. Where, I, I would like, be you, confident betting this one. Yeah, like honestly, if there's one that you want to go and like put money on, I'm gonna say it's this one. Quite frankly, I've gotten into so many well, arguments with well, people. Well, because I think it's I think it's an un 
It's not unfair because they were bad. No, they were bad. They were bad. The defense is awful. Yeah. But I think that it's it's a false one yeah. because you didn't really have the whole team there. Yeah. And not to say that like no, like they, the they were eight and eight. Have, they were eight and eight. Yeah, they're an eight and eight team yeah. that were actually three twelve and one. So yeah. if you're eight and eight and supposedly getting better in this draft, mm-hmm. I think this is like a false yeah. advertised number. Plus you're Detroit and yeah. no one. Uh, That's you know true. What I mean, like I'm surprised Cleveland. We haven't seen Cleveland yet. Where's Cleveland yeah. next? Cleveland, <laughs> no, Cleveland's actually pretty high up there. Yeah, wow. they're pretty high up there. Okay, because um, reasons. Who's New York, coach again? New York Jets, six and a half. Over. Over? Over, yeah. I the, Jets, I, the Jets, this is the year. I talked about the Jets at nauseum last year. Probably people thought I was a Jets fan. I am not, but I, I love Sam Darnold, Sam Darnold and Adam Gase. The, the offense was really good last year. I know people don't think about it, but it was. Le'Veon needs to get his head out of his butt, and they need to start playing again. They need to give him some weapons, though. For mm-hmm. the love of God, give him some weapons. Uh, Las Vegas Raiders. Although, although bro, pause for a second. They're thinking about trading Jamal Adams because they don't want to pay him. And That's the most ball. Jets move ever, by the way. Sorry, I had to bring that up because that's the only thing where I go, you're ruining your chances. Just pay the people that are good. It's not hard. Uh, Raiders, seven even. Seven. No half. I'm going to say under, and I think this is the reason why they get rid of Derek Carr. I think they get to six. I, I think have, they take a step back. I 100% agree with I you think on this that. Is, I think this is Derek Carr's last year, and I think Gruden's not going anywhere. And I think he goes, screw it, and then I think he's going to pull a Ditka and try and get Justin Fields or Trevor. Probably. Like, I think that's a Gruden move yeah. on so many Well, because I look at that division, you go Denver and Kansas City. I don't know if you'd be either one of those. Right. And the Chargers, they have a semblance of a quarterback. You're the worst team in that division. Yes. So under yes. seven makes sense. Yes. Uh, Arizona, seven and a half. Oh boy, I'm gonna say under. I think they go seven and nine again. And here's my thought process on that: Seattle, San Francisco, Rams. That's why. Yeah, that's the hard. division is stacked. I think the Rams are going to be the worst team in the division, but I think that Arizona is going to find it tough. I don't think they beat Seattle in either game, quite frankly. Okay. And I don't think that they. I don't know. I think they play San Francisco tougher, but I don't think. I don't think they beat San Francisco either. I'm going to go over to eight and eight. I'm okay. not going much higher yeah. over, but I'm taking the over. I think that, I think they just miss it, and I think they go. Oh, like I think they're going to be such close games where they think, man, if this the ball goes the other way that one time, they're easily nine and seven, ten and six yeah. with what they're doing. But also too, I need more on the defensive side of the ball. They're going to probably take an offensive tackle, which we're going to talk about here in the next part of the show. Yeah. But yeah, all right, let's keep going. Uh, Atlanta Falcons seven and a half. Under seven and nine. hundred uh, percent agree. I think Dan Quinn gets fired. I think they're going to give up a lot of draft capital to go draft a wide receiver or something like that, and I don't get it. I have never agreed more. Uh, Denver Broncos, 7.5. Over. Barely, though. I'm going to say 8-8. Eight eight. Okay. I'm going to go over. I think they have a potential to go 9-7-ish and seven-ish yeah. and maybe make that 7th wild card spot that maybe. we have now. Fake Fangio's a good coach, guys. Yeah. Fangio's a very good coach. Uh, Houston Texans, 7.5. I feel like this is a dip but because you lost Hopkins and you don't really have a defense. I think it's probably wide side at seven and a half, but the division's so butt though. That's the problem. I know. That's so I'm going to say over, but, but like barely eight, 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 eight nine, or and seven. That's but like like there. You, you got five wins probably. Yeah, probably. You know what I mean? So yeah, besides Tennessee uh, split, probably right. I think you beat the Colts pretty easily, and I don't think Jaguars have any idea what's going on. So yeah. L. A. Rams. That's so gross, by the way. Ugh. <laughs> L. A. Rams eight and a half under. Under no way. I no, take the under. No There's freaking, no way. I think they're no, eight, at least 8-8. Eight eight, no not. freaking way, dude. Like, it's not even... Like, if they go 9-7, and seven, I'll eat this plastic Propel bottle on, <laughs> live on the show. There's no way they get to 9 Now, this one shocked me a lot, seeing it. Green Bay Packers, 8.5. Yeah. 
Yeah, you know why? And you know what? Finally, Vegas got it right because they were a fake 11-5 and last year, 12-4, and whatever the hell yeah. they were. They were. Let's be real. They I mean, should have lost to Detroit twice. Once with a third-string quarterback on the dang team. So I don't want... No. What is it? Eight and a half? Mm-hmm. They're still over. I'm still going to take the over. But I think that it's a lot... This The NFC North division this year, it better be a three-team race. Gosh dang it. The fact that we haven't talked about the Bears yet is appalling. Appalling. It's next. I don't care. The fact that they're even on this list that high is ridiculous and stupid. Uh, Chicago Bears, eight and a half. Under. Are you kidding me? You don't know who your quarterback is going to be. You got a guy who can't stay healthy for more than three weeks, and you got another guy who couldn't hit water if he fell out of a boat. Are you kidding? I don't care if you have Khalil Mack. Get out of here. Um, Holy mo- What are we doing, Mike? What are, Come on. I'm just going over the Caesar Vegas I know. Facts. I know. I'm not mad at you, but my <laughs> goodness. Like, I get it. It's Chicago. But come on. Uh, LA Chargers, eight and a half. The Chargers are eight and a half? Yes. Really? Under. I am reading oh, this wow. off of the Vegas 2020 ads. Under. Under. Ew. No. I Maybe they know, like, draft maybe they, stuff or no. something that's like, no maybe they'll take no. I mean, whoever, let me put it this way, too. I guess I, I guess I shouldn't be as visceral as the Bears being is where they're at. But um, the Chargers have a decent offense, right? they got Austin Eckler, got Mike Williams, got Keenan Allen, right? Offensive line's okay, not great. And the yeah. defense, I think, underperforms. So maybe not as well. I just don't think they get there. I think a rookie quarterback... Hurts. I think it does. I think it takes some time. You're not, you know, even Mahomes. Mahomes got to sit for half a season. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, Titans, eight and a half. Oh, boy. This is the team for me that is one of the hardest to look at. Because okay. you look at how this team is made up and you go, you know, and what they did last year, and you go, yes, ride it on Derrick Henry. Mm-hmm. But if I know that, everybody a lot smarter than me knows that, too. You know what I mean? And I don't know if Tannehill gets there. I'm going to say over, but that's the worst division in football. Because I don't think there's, I don't think there's another team. Like I think other divisions overall will be worse record wise, but I think there's always like one team that stays out above. I guess. I, I think I'm gonna take under. Yeah. Because I think their schedule is gonna be really hard. Yeah. Because I guess they're no, but they're playing they're, the twos though. They're not but, playing the well, ones. you gotta think Buffalo's a two. They're not oh, a one. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's true. And then you got uh, who's a two in the north? Wait, no, uh, Tennessee was a one, weren't they? No, they were a 60. Te- uh, Texans were the one. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But I okay, think, I think the two. twos were tough. Yeah, that's true. Denver was a two. We talked about the AFC, though. The AFC's garbage. AFC's not very oh, good. Hot garbage. But, yeah. Uh, so I think that's why they get the overs because of that, too. The maybe, AFC's hot garbage. Uh, Colts, eight and a half. Under. Under. I think Phillip Rivers is going to be a total flop there. Unfortunately, I really I, I like Phillip Rivers. I think he's a gunslinger. Like, he's just like, screw it. Let's chuck it and see what happens. But. He's a fiery competitor. I just don't think he's got anything left. I think he's a sitting duck. People talk about Brady being a mobile. Rivers is a mobile times 40. Yeah. and makes the worst decisions possible. <laughs> Cleveland Browns, eight and a half. Under. Who's their coach again? Kevin Stefanski from Minnesota, sure. right? I'm actually going to take the over because I think they'll get to nine because no. they, ha- they have so much talent. They cannot not get think, I think Pittsburgh gets better this year. They do. I think Pittsburgh's better, and then I think he got Baltimore still. So I don't, think, I don't know how they get there. And plus, honestly, that and similar to the way I feel about Michigan. Until you do it, show me. That's fair. Show me. Uh, Patriots, eight and a half. (sighs) Under. I think they go eight and eight. I think Jared Jared Stidham gets them to like six wins or something like that. 
and everyone's going to be talking about, like, oh, wow, Jared Sutton, blah, blah, blah. and then they just go wind up taking one of the best quarterbacks in the draft. Okay. I think I think they're going to go over. I think they're going to get to, like, 9 or 10. Cause really? Still, it's still New England? Jet, Jets and Dolphins are still not very good. And that I think the basically... Jets are going to be better, and I think Buffalo's going to be. I think Buffalo wins the division. Oh, this Buffalo wins the division. We'll get yeah, there in, uh, yeah. in okay. like, five minutes right. here. Tampa Bay Bucks, nine wins. Even. No halves. Over. Over. Um, I'm taking the over as well. I think Brady will get them to something. I think something. I, I'm, I'm low-key. Like, I just have this hunch. I, maybe because I'm a Brady guy. I feel like Brady's just going to have, like, the Brett Favre Minnesota Vikings year. Yeah. Where he just goes and just throws 40 touchdowns. <laughs> and I uh, want to go, what the hell? Vikings, nine. Straight. Over. Wow, that just killed your little heart, I think. Yep. yep. Uh, I'm going to take the over. I think they'll get to 10, probably. Yeah. They're going to be hurt on offense, though. I'll be, I'm going to see if they draft a wide receiver early this year. Yeah. Steel, no Steelers, nine. Over. You think so? Yep. I'm Actually, go... hold on. Even. Even. even? I take that back. Give okay. me even. Give me even. I'm, I just thought about it. I'm like, wait, you got Baltimore. And, That's what I mean. You have Baltimore. And, and honestly, and Cleveland. Cleveland They're going to fight. Play. I think they split with Cleveland, but I think they lose both games to Baltimore. I'm going to take the under because I think they'll get to eight. I don't think yeah. they're there yet. Uh, Buffalo Bills, nine. Over. I cannot agree with you more. I, I think, think I think they're an eleven win football team. I do too. Yeah. Seahawks nine and a half. Over. I'm also going to take the over. I think they'll go yeah. eleven five or something. Yeah. Ten and six, eleven five. Yeah. Eagles nine and a half. Over. I think they're an eleven win football team. If they're, I think they're a 12, 13 win football team. I if they too. could stay healthy. Now this one, race. I'm not, I'm not yeah. really here with, right. but it's Vegas odds. Dallas Cowboys nine and a half. Under they go nine and seven. Uh, that's what I was. Thinking <laughs> it's the Cowboys. Let's be real, right? You you're going in with a lame duck season with Dak. It's it's gonna be bad. Okay, four more teams here. Okay, uh, San Fran, uh, ten and a half. Oh boy, wow, ten and a half. Jeez, that means you got to take eleven. You got to take eleven. Can you take eleven? I think they go ten and six. So under? Yeah, I think it's them in Seattle last week of the year. They need they need if the NFL was smart, they'd book it like that too. Uh, I'm, gonna take, I'm gonna take the under. I'm gonna take ten and six. Yeah. Also, yeah. Saints ten and a half. Damn. Oh boy. Under. I think they go ten and six. I think they. I think they take a step back, and I think almost that makes them better long term because I think it maybe gets them out of their head for the playoff run. I'm gonna I say. Makes, I'm gonna go over with yeah. like eleven, but yeah, I, just, I mean, not, yeah, not very yeah. close. All right, last two teams here. You probably know who they are. Yeah, right. Chiefs twelve. <laughs> Jeez. I'm gonna say it's twelve. Must so even. Yeah. Okay. I I can't just bank and go. Yeah, you're gonna go thirteen. And I'm gonna three. say even because they're usually around the twelve and four. They always drop a couple games where I go. They didn't have any purpose. Like they should have lost us last year. Yeah. Like they absolutely should have lost us last year. And the final team, Baltimore Ravens, also at twelve. Even. Okay. I guess two evens. I'm, gonna... I'm I, here's my here's my logic. Okay. Right. Year two. Is oh it's that's why everyone's so high on Mahomes because Mahomes year two got better. Yes. Right. Agreed. If Lamar doesn't get better, mm-hmm. they will have a worse record. If Lamar is exactly the same as what he was this year, yep. they will not be as good a football team. I'm gonna take the over. I'm gonna take thirteen. Yeah. Because yeah. I think that defense the, is still really defense really good. Defense is amazing. I think Lamar's yeah. just ability. I yeah. Think will get I, maybe like I said, I, I I for me it's just hard for me to go like oh yeah guaranteed thirteen wins. Yeah. You know that's what I mean? Right. Like the, once you me. get up there, it's hard. Okay. Yeah. I, I kept sure. track and I yeah. have all of them. 
Cool. Yeah, good deal. All right. That's it for that. We'll, we'll, we'll revisit this list back when we get to the NFL schedule itself. All right. After the break, we're going to special part three episodes, our last mock draft slash best case scenario for the top 10 teams going into Thursday's draft. After that, all beautiful stuff after the break. Hey guys, the mouth of Michigan, Robin Dyke. You've been hearing me talking about it. You've been hearing me yelling about it. I'm going to keep yelling about it until you go to belowthecollar.com forward slash I'm always right PC. Go ahead, go buy the official I'm always right logo shirt at the low, low price of $21.99. Um, all proceeds from those shirts goes to the show so we can put that money back into the show. So you want to see more I'm Always Right 24-7 title defenses, you'll be getting it, but you got to buy the shirt. If you want to see Mike throw me through a table, it's not going to happen. He couldn't do it even if he tried. But I'd still look good in that shirt, so you probably should go buy a shirt. I'm Always Right PC is the, is the, is the link. So go to I'mAlwaysRightPC.com. Go to the shop tab on our website. You actually will find the link for our shirt store there, belowthecollar.com. Do the search always right you'll find us there as well go buy the shirt once again we thank you for the support we thank you uh for getting us where we are at today we would not have merchandise without you guys so without you we none of this would be happening so we really appreciate the support now here's a special part three episode of this week's show our last mock draft of the year guys so be ready for it it's going to be exciting all that after the break and welcome back to a special part three, guys. We've been doing a little longer episodes because we've been trying to get more detail for you guys. And this week is no exception. Another three-part episode this week. And we felt it was time to dedicate a whole segment of the show just to our final mock draft. It, it makes me a little bit sad, I'm not going to lie, because it's one of my favorite segments of the show, if not the favorite segment of the show that we've done over the past year and a half. But Mike, it's the last one. Um, it's going to be a little bit different. We're going to do something a little more fun, talk a little bit more at length, especially about the top 10. That's the sexy picks usually of the draft um, where everyone kind of talks, and including your Detroit Lions at number three as of this moment. Maybe there could be some trades happening. We'll yep. talk about that. Uh, Mike's going to find a mock draft for us real quick. Just one maybe off Walter Football or something that's updated regularly. We'll talk about what they take to pick, especially the top 10, and then we'll kind of go and say what's the best case scenario for each team. Um you know, it's going to be one of those things where we kind of do a little bit more detail. Don't worry. Next week on the show, we are going to talk about basically the entire draft. Okay, that's going to be the probably first half, if not the whole show, because that it's one of the bigger, uh, bigger events of the sports year. Um, so that's why we do a lot of coverage of it, especially here in Detroit, where it feels like this is our Super Bowl every year. We are, every year. It's funny. As, as the more times we've done this, and the more times I've, we've really started to pay attention. As you get older, you start paying attention to this kind of stuff, and you. And you see two ends of the side, right? It's one side. It's like, oh, best draft ever. Awesome. It was super cool. It was the best thing ever. And then you have the other people who are like, well, they didn't pick the people I wanted. So clearly it sucks. And so like, you always have like the, the, the two ends of the spectrum, right? Where it's either the worst draft possible or it's the best draft ever. And then it's usually somewhere in the middle. So, all right. You ready? Oh, you yeah, okay? You yeah. okay? Like you're, I'm, you're I was, stroking out over here. I was stroking out. I was going through this mock draft. I was trying to find somebody, yeah. but they were taking a lot earlier than I thought. Oh. I, I missed the name. So I was like, I was like, where did this person yeah, go? And I was like, where are they? Okay, don't worry. Curtis Weaver went in the second round. It's fine. Yeah, we're okay. That's why. I... All right. So let's jump Jericho. right in. First pick of the draft, Joe Burrow, LSU going to the Cincinnati LSU. Bengals. All right. He's a quarterback. I'm going to ask my resident quarterback sitting to my... Right. <laughs> I'm like I'm like a little worried that you had to do that, not gonna lie. 
Well, I was trying to make sure, like I said it, because like the camera and everything. Well, to the camera, know? I guess you'd be to the left if you're watching Would I? it. Yeah. Because yeah. like if you're yeah, watching the video, I, yeah, it's to the left. I, I don't know. Whatever. I'm dumb. It's fine. Um, they don't pay me to be smart. They pay me to be right. Yeah, That's fair. the difference. Yeah. Um, all right. Joe Burrow, number one pick going to LSU. It's pretty much guaranteed at this point. We yeah. really feel like, um, is this their best case scenario? If you are building the Cincinnati Bengals, is this the pick for you? Or, you know, as we've kind of explored, but it hasn't really been talked about, is Joe Burrow, by all stretch of the imagination, the best quarterback in the draft? See, I don't think so. I okay. think, well, I think this is the rare case where I think you have him and Tua yeah. as like 1A, 1B. Like, right. I don't think you can really go wrong with either and if i had to take one i would take two up personally because i think you have more experience and you've seen more tape of tua mm-hmm. now whether that helps or hurts you <laughs> yeah we right, can decide yeah. because you've had some games where you were like i'm not see, doing? i'm not as high on two i think burrow is clearly the best yeah. on, for me at least see, right? I, yeah. my only worry is i have trouble with like the, the one, one year. year wonders mm-hmm. where i was like Tua came in the national championship won the championship then he played great that second year and uh didn't get there yeah, they lost to Clemson. Because they lost to Clemson. Right. They got destroyed by Clemson, actually. That's <laughs> wild. And in the third year, they had like a You're down really year. You're hurting your own right Yeah, but I'm just saying, though, is but, but you have Joe Burrow, who has a one-year wonder, but the last three, the previous three yeah, years, right. you were like, where is he? Right. You don't even know who the guy is until right. this last year. Exactly. So I would rather take the guy that I know mm-hmm. can produce over the guy that I'm like, right. he produced for one year mm-hmm. with a perfect circumstance. Right. But is he going to be that guy all around? I guess we're going to find out, right? I guess we'll so, find yeah, out. It's it's interesting for sure. You know, if, if you you know, I think Burrow's the best quarterback. However, I don't love any quarterback in this class. Quite frankly, I would mm. definitely. If you're Washington, you're in the perfect circumstance right now because you're going to get the best player in the draft, and then next year you could potentially just go, hey, listen, we're going to be bad again, and then we're going to go take a quarterback that we actually want to take because yeah. you because it works out perfectly because then you just go. You know, kind of just segueing to Washington a little bit here. You know, they're going to take Chase Young, right? It's almost pretty much, you know what I mean? So that's the number two pick. And you go, best defensive player in the draft, best overall player in the draft this year. Next year, we're going to be terrible. We we can say we gave Haskins a chance. He was still bad because we're not going to give him any weapons or anybody to throw to, but that's fine. And then we're going to go take Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields, whoever they like better, and that's your quarterback of the future. So if you're Washington right now, you're in a pretty good spot, yeah. quite frankly. So, um, all right. So Burrow goes number one. Chase Young goes number two. It, it is Chase Young the best case scenario for Washington? You don't think they go quarterback, right? I they don't because if they do and they shock everybody, I'd fall out of my chair. If they took quarterback or a tackle or Okuda or somebody, I would like. If they took Simmons number two. Like if we got a Raiders of last year where they took Farrell at number three and everybody went, what is happening? I don't. Oh. I, I can't see that happening. No, I, I could, can't either. I can't either. Be, no. Only because you have Dwayne Haskins there, yeah. and I'm not saying Dwayne Haskins is anything yeah. right now. Like he's, he hasn't seen it. Yet. He's a guy, right. but um, you have a guy who you can at least tell to the people that are in Washington. Like, listen, here's the plan. We're gonna at least try Haskins out, yeah. and it's believable. Even if you don't believe that at all, you're like, okay, yeah. we're just gonna wait for next year in in <laughs> in, in, in our rooms. That's what you want to do is wait next right. year to get Trevor Lawrence or whatever it right. is. At least you can give a like if you draft Tua, there's no chance you could take quarterback next year. No, and you have to know that Tua is like the, the greatest thing since sliced bread. Right, and I think he could be, but I think he also needs a great situation. I think also. all three of the top quarterbacks. You can throw Love in here too, because I think everyone's split on Love too. Where I just go, I don't see a layup. Like Andrew Luck to me was like a layup. In yeah, my opinion, 100%. where you just go. 
He ran a pro-style offense. The arm was there. The athleticism, the IQ, everything where you just go... I don't see that. I think Trevor Lawrence is a layup. Yeah, I do next too. Year. I, I think do he's too. like number he one. Bulks up a little bit. I think he's going to have a great season and you're just going to go, yep. That's number one. I don't think there's a clear. And I think the problem is because I think you have two very good quarterbacks, but you don't have the one that's like. Like, you have the Holy. one that statistically breaks every record in college football history right. last year. But I'm like, that's a one year wonder. And I'm like, you had five wide receivers that are going into the draft with a high quality running back and a defense, and a good defense. that was elite. Yeah. So I'm like. You're probably going to have two first round picks on that defense. Exactly. Actually, maybe three. Queen, um, Queen, Delpit, and Jefferson. Yeah. All well, of the I'll probably be in first round. Or, or, or high, high second. second. Yeah. And I'm sitting there and I'm going. But you're going to go to Cincinnati where you don't really have anything. Are you going to be able to produce the same? Right. So I think Trevor Lawrence could produce. I don't know if yeah. they can. For sure. Um, right. So that's one and two. Yeah, so three now, right? Three. Okay, so I'm outside of this because they actually have them trading like everyone else yeah, does. Right, right. We're just going to assume at the moment they take okay. a guy at three. So let's do this. We're right? let's, break this let's, yeah, yeah, okay. So if they stay at three, yes. right? Say, and I got into an argument with a couple people on Twitter about this because somebody somebody said this, and this is so Lion fan on so many levels. I love you guys to death, but okay. where he basically said, Bob Quinn should be fired if he doesn't trade the number three pick. Okay? Yeah. Now, do I agree that I want them to trade down to five or six? Mm-hmm. Yes. 100%. I do. However... You are. It's twofold. I don't. I think people think that if they trade down to five, that Okuda is still going to be there. Mm-hmm. There is still theoretically a chance he's not. I'm not saying he won't be. I'm just saying he could. The Giants could. It's Gettleman. He could take a freaking running back again, and I will go. Take John Taylor number the, four. Exactly. I don't know what he's going to do. Will they take Simmons? Probably. But the point being is that I don't know for sure, right? So, or whoever three is, right? Say so. Whatever the case may be, but. The point being is that you are it's an inherent risk that you trade down your guy could not be there, right? Number 2, you need another team to trade with, guys, okay? So, you need it's a two-part kind of set, setup. You need the correct compensation to make it worth your while to move down in the draft to potentially miss out on one of the two or three blue chip guys in this draft along with the fact that you need a team to be willing to give you what you want. So it's, I'm, I'm with Lions fans. I want to trade down to five or six. Do I think it's going to wind up happening? No, I don't. I really don't. I don't either. I don't. I think that this is going to, I think I think where Detroit is, is where the draft starts. Where it's like, okay, one, two, yada, yada, three, oh, maybe. And then I think at the end of it, it's going to go Jeff Okuda, cornerback yeah. out of Ohio State. But I, I just want to put that out there because I think people really need to understand that it's like it's not Bob Quinn like not answering the phone. I'm not answering the phone. I'm not. I'm just not going to do it. You you, you got it. They're already having conversations. But if the if the compensation isn't right, you can't move down. If you are trading down, say that say that you're taking the pick is not an option, right? Are you moving any further down than six? Are you asking me that? Yeah, like, like, no, probably not. No, right? Like, it, it, in any I think scenario, it's risky to move down past six. Right, like, because yeah. I think you miss Okuda at that point. Because clearly. I think if you go, like, if you're hitting past like Carolina ish, I think at that point Carolina could easily take Okuda, Okuda. right? Or Arizona right. could easily take Okuda. Now, the reason why I'm asking you that is this, okay? Bob Quinn had a press conference, right, or a virtual press conference, whatever you want to call it, right, with with a whole bunch of the Detroit media, and I watched it, and one thing that I took out of it, right, and this is just something for people to think about, just, just for a second. I'd be pissed if this happened, too, so don't kill me. 
But they talked about Vitae, right? The the tackle slash guard that they signed from Philadelphia, right? Yes. That big, you know, everyone assumes he got paid nine ten million dollars a year. He's probably going to be a right tackle. But Bob Quinn, being Bob Quinn, says, well, he can play guard too, right? Now because of the money, everyone's still assuming he's going to play tackle. However, if for whatever reason they are not as high in Okuda as we all think that they are, and they may be, you know, if they take Derek Brown, I'm going to lose my mind. But um, and they trade down to say to nine to Jacksonville, or they trade down to five and they go, yeah, actually, you know what? Maybe we're actually looking for a tackle, and then they trade down. So maybe they trade down twice. I know it's weird, but I've seen it happen. You know what I mean? And they get a whole bunch of picks, and they take a tackle in the first round. I'm just saying, I think it's out there. I'm not. If they if they trade back outside of the top five or six, I think it's very well. I think it's I think it's a high probability that they could take a tackle, an offensive tackle. If they did, I'd probably throw my TV out the window. But I definitely think it's something there. I don't I mean, I, I don't think that's, I actually have, now I have three points to make yeah. off all of that. So all, all of this <laughs> that you just said. I'm just gonna, I'm going to start with the earlier one, and right. I'll come back to yeah, for this sure. tackle topic. Yeah. Um, first thing is I think that they, they hurt their chances by really solidifying the quarterback position mm-hmm. and it makes it a lot harder to trade down. Mm-hmm. I've been saying that this entire time, yeah. but like people know that they don't want a quarterback, so mm-hmm. it's going to be hard. I think my second point, and this is more to the people that you were arguing with, yeah. is what I would say is, here's a hypothetical situation that would be worst-case scenario. Right. Like two days before the draft, right. you trade down with right. name a team, right? right. Chargers. Chargers. So now you're at six, right? right. And then the Giants trade out. Not, not even that. No, not even that, though. Yeah. But I'm saying, one is that. What if at Washington goes crazy and picks two up? Right. Then and, number now you're three, and now you're screwed because everyone goes, oh, we could have had Chase Young at three, right. but you decided to trade down. Right. So now two days before, you yep. trade it down, That's and now great, the, Giants are, getting, the yeah. Giants are getting Chase Young at number four. Right. Because right. Numbnuts Chargers are going to take Justin Herbert at number three right. or whatever. Right. They're not going to take a defensive player or whatever. So then, wow, the Giants just sat there at number four, and they got handed Chase Young was the best defensive talent. And now you and still now, wind up with Okuda. And you still still wind up with Okuda, but if you would have just stayed at three, everyone wants Chase Young. You could have just got Chase Young. Right. So I think that yep. at least trading before yep. your pick, yep. I don't think it... I think now... I would I would rather hundred percent rather trade on draft day. Like No, I think and Bob Quinn's already Bob Quinn has already said that just to your point, right? Yeah. He said that I don't he says I don't anticipate being on the clock and having to make a decision whether to trade out. So I think if there's gonna be a deal done, it'll be done earlier in that day. We're See, like I'm, we're like I, I don't think maybe it'll be announced, but I think like it'll be like I think what, right, I think depending what, how this board falls. Exactly. I think I think the smartest move that they could do. It, it is won't simply, be like a Rams thing where they trade a, trade up five weeks before the draft. Say okay, now we have the number one pick yeah. to take a quarterback. I don't think it's gonna be like that. No. I think the Lions will be on the clock and then you'll find out. That's what I mean. I think out. what they should do is go. Hey, yeah. Chargers, listen. If this if this goes the way we want, if one is Burrow and two is Young, right, we can trade and this deal is in. Right. I'm 100 percent done with it. Right. However. I'm I'm worried that if it's one because maybe at number mm-hmm. three maybe you don't want Justin Herbert you're trading up to get Tua right. and if Tua's not there at three why right. are you trading up right. so for yeah it's, for, it's for mutual, both teams for, for both mutual teams. interest yeah. let's just wait until one and two are done no pick number three happens right. Tua's there and we want to trade down because right. Chase Young's not there anymore yep. then I'm okay trading down right now to hit your third point yep. taking a tackle I don't think it's loves his offensive lineman man he does. I don't think it's awful and here's why i think if you get a multitude of picks 
while trading down one or two times or whatever to get to yeah. seven, eight, nine. Yeah. Oku- and if you're going to assume that Okuda's, Okuda's gone, gone, Derek Brown's gone, Simmons maybe, and gone. Simmons is gone. Perfect. I don't even at, yeah. at Whatever. At yeah. that point, then, I'm like, you take the best available player in an offensive tackle. I take a wide receiver. <laughs> but here's the thing, though. In my if you're, opinion, if you're getting compensation, yeah. Oh though, yeah, for sure. You got, if you get an extra it's first so deep. or it's so a high deep. second. It's so you deep. You can get whoever. Yeah. And then I think in the second round, I really do think a guy like AJ Terrell from yep. Clemson is going to be sitting around in a high right. second round with right. that second round pick. Yeah. If you get him mm-hmm. with uh, with Desmond Trufant, Coleman, you yeah. slot him in or Manny Rurier, Is that not a good enough? Right. together defensive right. backcourt right. where you took now an offensive alignment so now you solidify more right. of your offensive line. I don't think that's an awful situation either. Right. Now, would I would I rather just take Jeff Okuda and kind of be done with it and work on offensive line <laughs> later? Like, yes. I, I imagine you might be like in the front office and be like, can we stop talking about the draft now? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, just take Okuda and be done with it at this point or trade down and take whatever you Give want. Give me, before we move on to the next pick because I'm sure, you know, we've talked at this ad nauseum, right? probability that they trade down like on a percentage um, like the other half is they stay there what's the probability I'm, I'm really pulling towards like there's like a 30% chance they yeah. trade down yeah because I, I don't see any besides okay they get an extra second round pick from the Chargers or a second and a later fourth or fifth whatever yeah. it is I'm like but I but think remember, it, you, only, you are only moving down like two spots and you're moving down two spots yeah. whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? but so, I think I think the risk Mm-hmm. Is there that I don't know if I want to take? Cause I don't know what the Giants are gonna do. I know, and I think the Giants. If the, if the Giants take Okuda, that's like oh. your worst case scenario because then you go. Oh. I guess we're taking Isaiah Simmons, or and they it's, trade down again, and they trade down again. But trade down at that again. point, though, you don't know if you can. Then yeah, yeah, you're right. calling. You're calling Jacksonville. Well, can you please just trade up, trade down, trade up, and take whoever you want now, right. and we'll trade down to nine? Yeah. Jacksonville's like, why would we do that? Right. You know what I mean? So then at that point... I'm, I'm pretty much off Simmons? the defensive lineman train because I don't think there's enough separation between Kinlaw and Brown for me to... like A defensive tackle, unless you're Sue, because Sue, Sue and McCoy were like two where I just go... Yeah. They were so heads above everything else, right? But like, you know, I read an article where it's like defensive tackle literally as far as contributing to... Win, like, Joe McCoy's an all-pro, right? Mm-hmm. How many winning seasons they have in Tampa? That's my point. That's my point, though, right? You know what I mean? So, like, I'm so on the no defensive tackle train. I'm, like, beyond. Like, if they take Derek Brown, I will – I'd almost be more pissed that they did that than they did they took a tackle. Well, a tackle makes sense. Yeah. Because a tackle is like, all right, you don't really have right, then you, a right yeah. tackle. Or really. like, yeah, like, yeah. He is, I mean, Vitae is going to be a right tackle, I think. But yeah. point being, Or he can play guard or whatever. Play, and play Glasgow, but it's and, fine. All right. Yeah, so yeah. Okay, so let's just say Okuda is the pick at three, Hopefully. right? Or that's where, that's, that's probably the best case. Best case scenario, they trade down to five or six. And they, they get they pull They pick in either another first round pick or they get another second, whatever, and they still take Okuda. That's the, or, I think they have an A-B. Or, Chase Young falls at three. Those are the two yes. scenarios. Those are the two dream scenarios if you're a Lions fan, in my opinion. I think even... Even see, if Chase Young drops, I think you're happy you took Chase Young, but you're like, man, there's a lot of depth at other spots in this draft where you go, man, that extra second round pick would have been really nice. Yeah. Well, I think even... like I don't even think it's worst case scenario if you trade out and Chase Young falls to three and someone else takes him. Because mm-hmm. then, like, if the Giants took him at four, I'm like, it's cool, I get Okuda at six. Because yeah. I don't think... Like, I, Chase Young's amazing, don't yeah. get me wrong. Yeah. But I'm like, we need corners. I don't really know about that D-line. We, we, need need to... yeah, we definitely need corners. We need a lot of things. But All right, okay, let's continue on. All right, so number five, right? Four. Or four, I'm sorry. The Giants, Giants I four. think it's Simmons. I don't see them taking offensive tackle. Yeah, Simmons can play everywhere, so, yeah. like, you have holes there. So, I'm like, if you need him to play middle safety, he could be that. He They're can play so linebacker. They're so heavy on just 
athletes, right? Like yeah, they traded Jab- for Jabril, they got Saquon. They just have guys that are just like good athletes. I don't yeah. know what it is about the Giants, but that's what they like for whatever reason since Gettleman got there. So I think best case scenario, I think best case scenario for them is they trade down to six and Simmons is still there. Yeah. I think quite frankly, but I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think, unless the Chargers really like somebody, I want to jump and they can't trade with the Lions for some reason. Mm-hmm. At that point, I'm like, I don't know why the Chargers would jump. Move. That much. The only reason, unless here, here's, Miami it, takes him, it takes two on. They really want to. Here's uh, the only thing that I would say about the trading, especially from the Chargers and Miami perspective, is you know it's not so much that the Lions signed Chase Daniel, so they they took themselves out of the quarterback market. It's more that okay, what are what's everybody else going to do? Like, what are the are, the Raiders have two first round picks? Like, are the Raiders going to package two two picks to move up, or are is New England going to sell the farm to go draft one of these guys? Yeah. Or whatever the case may be. That's more my worry if I'm a Charger GM or a Dolphins GM. Because, like, especially if you're the Dolphins. Imagine being the Dolphins, right? And saying, okay, Tua goes two. Herbert doesn't, you know, and then Herbert's still there. But you don't want Herbert. And you stayed at five, right? You that you had three first round picks and you missed out on your guy. And you're not going to be bad enough, I don't think, this year. No, I don't to be it. to be in the top five. Here's here's the thing that I think that the Miami has. I guess we're gonna yeah. go to Miami now. Yeah, I think Miami has an advantage over like a Chargers. Chargers yeah, they and have more capital now. No, and yeah. here's the thing though is if they can't package and move up and say hypothetically right. Tua and Joe Burrow go in the in like first, first four, three, first four, or whatever. Yeah. Like Chargers move up and get them, and they can't get them. They have to be looking at a third quarterback, and that sucks. Be like, all yeah, right, right, we have to find our third. But like, if you like Jordan Love, you can wait. You can you wait, wait and get him with that second first round, or even the third first, or even the third maybe. Because I think they're eighteen and 26. 21 or something. Is it twenty one or twenty two or something? Yeah, maybe, maybe whatever that is. So right. like, they're at that spot where I'm like, that's like the projected Jordan Love area, right. and no one in that area really needs a quarterback because those are all kind of playoff teams, and they yeah. all made the playoffs for a reason because right. they have most of the quarterback. Right. So I think that you can get a Jordan Love, a Jason Eason, a name whoever mm-hmm. else other than those top three guys there. Right. So I think Miami isn't dying. Like, at number five at that point, that's why I'm also worried because if Tua goes number two or something, they could take Jeff Okuda. Right. They could take that's why, yeah. Isaiah Simmons. They yeah. could take Derek Brown or whatever. This, like, that's where, that's where Miami that can hurt so you. I am so excited for this draft. It's ridiculous. I, I You know, for another couple of reasons too, is because, like, last time you were top five, we took Ziggy. And I was so underwhelmed by that pick because mm-hmm. I was just like, but looking at that draft, the whole draft was terrible. If you yeah. look at it, yeah, no, there's, like, nothing there's nothing in that draft class. I do think, I look, do think, like, like, I'm excited to take Okuda. If that yeah, is, I am too. You know why? Because I'm excited for a guy that everyone's like, yeah, he's Pat Pete. Yeah. Like, if we had Pat Pete, I'd be like, yeah, let's go. All right, number six, Chargers. Chargers. I, I, do you think they have to move up? I don't think so because no. I think if you were projecting the board, how it would fall, right? So Burrow goes one, Chase Young goes two. Okuda goes. Yeah, so say, oh, let's say there's no trade. Okuda goes three. Isaiah Simmons, Simmons is four. four. Are you now? I guess the question is, are you okay with Herbert? Herbert. Right. I think that's the only question you're asking. If you are okay taking Herbert, or um, maybe they're thinking Jordan Love. I don't know. If Jordan right. Love goes six. I'll go nuts. Right. But if you're th- if you like one of those two guys or something, <laughs> that like would be crazy. I think I think I would be like I don't think the Chargers need to do anything and just take their quarterback that they want. Yeah. I think they're perfectly fine there. Okay. Yeah, not, not I mean, it would be nice to trade down. Oh, it's always nice to trade down and get more capital if you can get right. the same guys. So I think they're right. perfectly fine at six. All right, so seven is who Carolina? Yes, seven Carolina. To, I have to go double check that actually. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they're Carolina. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Derek Brown, I think, is probably their probably best case scenario. I'm but, trying to think where. I mean, could could, could they go offensive line? Technically, do they need help at? 
wide receiver, yes, they do, especially for Teddy Bridgewater, right? Like you look at, I don't see. I would, know, I would say they would be in a department for a, a trade down. A, a, well, a trade down. Yeah, I feel like every team's in the thing for a trade down right yeah. now. But I think they could be in target for a name a wide receiver like a Judy. Yeah, right. That's what I'm saying. You know yeah, I, mean? I think like, wide I receiver like, is definitely because I think with Teddy Bridgewater, you had McCaffrey, so you're set there. Like McCaffrey, I think. I think in the dream go- scenario, I think it's Simmons falls to seven. Oh, that would because be, the, he fills Luke Keekly. Yeah, you're, you're Luke Keekly. That's, that's what I that's think all is, is legitimately where. That's the, I mean, but I don't think they trade up to try to do that though. I think they have enough. Yeah, I think they're they're in a tough spot because they're a team where it's like you on paper could have been better than you were, but you're not, and then you fired everybody. And so now, like you, and you let you know, Keekly's gone, Cam's gone, you know, yeah. Julius Peppers retired, you know, yeah. like you, you got a lot of you got holes now. Yeah, yeah. Where all I of agree. a sudden you you go from being like a team where it's like people thought this was a Super Bowl team. Yeah, I don't so, know why, yeah. but point being is that you know, so now you go to that, you had a consistent head coach for a long time, blah blah blah, and now you don't have an identity. Yeah, and you got a new quarterback. You got a lot of holes. I still think they take Derek Brown if he's there. Um, I wouldn't honestly though, low key. I don't know. This is just my gut feeling. I wouldn't be surprised if Ken Long goes before Derek Brown. Um, I would be shocked either. I think Derek Brown's like a better talent probably, yeah. but I I've seen Javon. Yeah. If not, yeah. I think he goes within like five picks of him. Like yes. I think it's. I agree. Close. I think that yeah. All right, um, so so Arizona's at eight. Um, so I, as the board falls, Wait, how did how did this mock draft go? By the way, just real quick. Oh, what this mock draft. So at three, the Chargers moved up to get uh, Tua. Okay, who did we take? So we took uh, Isaiah Simmons at six. Oh Jesus! Come on. All right. Cont- all right. So they have they have them take. Okay. Whatever. Yeah. Arizona's gonna go tackle. They'll probably go tackle because they want to beef up that line with. I Kyle think it's going to wind up being worse just because Beckton just had a drug test fail, mm-hmm. um, so that hurts a little bit. Yeah. Quite frankly, um, however much they put stock into that, so I think worse is going to be the pick there. Yeah, I think I think I think honestly they are going to go tackle. Here's the thing: I don't look at offensive tackles like unless we were going to take right. an offensive. Like tackle when they high took or... Taylor Decker, I was pretty much like they're probably going to take Taylor yeah. Decker. But like, I don't. I, I don't figured. like norm in normality. Yeah. I don't just look at offensive tackles and know. So like. I, those four big names are kind of yeah. up there. Yeah. I think Arizona takes one of those yeah. bigger names. I think it's worse. Tackles. I think it's worse just because the run and shoot. He's an athletic dude, yeah. right? Ran a good 40. I think that's the guy. Yeah. All right, so nine is what? Jacksonville. Jacksonville. Jacksonville's We're, dream scenario is probably Derek Brown falling to him, quite probably frankly. Probably Derek Brown because they love their defensive players. I think they really should go wide receiver to help Gardner Minshew out <sighs> a little Lord. bit. Yeah, name wide receiver on that team. You got Marquise Lee. Yeah. I know, that's Westbrook? What, yeah. Ooh. That's what I mean. If yeah. you could get a Jerry Judy or a Henry Ruggs or something yeah. to open up the middle or they something. like They need a lot of help defensively. I wouldn't be surprised. Which is shocking because yeah. that's like their strength. And yeah. They and they, well, everybody. they traded everybody away, so now you're like, okay, yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised they go take a Kinlaw or a Brown if he's still there. Yeah. Simmons is their dream as well, I think. Probably, but like, see, you got Miles Jack. You got uh, Josh Allen. Line, like, that's how many best, linebackers like, do you need? That's like the best linebacker. They have like eight great linebackers. I don't get it either. Yeah. And Corner, we, honestly, too. They're, they, if they were a team, they'd be like, "Hey, maybe we trade down a couple picks for a, a team like a Atlanta who wants to go up and grab a guy like mm-hmm. a wide receiver. Trade down to sixteen and take a corner, maybe because yeah. you got no no Ramsey, no Bouye. Now yeah. you, you're you're hurting you from what was a strength just a couple years ago is now a huge hole. Yeah. So that's something to think about too. And then Cleveland's at ten. 
they take an offense tackle in this mock they, draft. They, they They'll probably to, take they a, they, the other they, tackle they, that's not yeah, car- they, Arizona's. Yeah, they absolutely need to take a tackle here. Their offensive line was absolutely atrocious. If they want to have any shot at all of Baker being what they think he can be, it needs to be an offensive yeah. lineman. It absolutely he's, has he, to be. Baker's not a Russell Wilson type nope. that can work with. Or, nope. or he's not Austin. a guy who's going to read a defense. He's just not. Yeah. He's a read and react kind of dude. He is not a guy who's going to sit back in the pocket and pick you apart. He's not that kind of dude. He's mm-hmm. just not. So you need to give him time to be able to be like, what the hell's going on? Oh, there you go. OBJ's wide ass open in the back yeah. of the end zone. That's the kind of thing you need, especially help that run game. Nick Chubb is where that offense yeah, you have, runs you have, you have two great running backs, yeah. and you have three good very yeah. good, and you got two great good you got two good tight ends, too. I mean, good Lord. Like, uh, you have a lot of weapons. You have hella weapons and no offensive line that can give you four seconds to throw the ball Exactly. Anywhere. For sure. It's very exciting, Mike. I am super pumped. I this is Okay, I will say, with an asterisk, this is the most excited I've been for a draft yeah. in a really long time. Yeah. But I think that plays into that there's no other sports on. Because right now, like, NBA playoffs would we'll start right now. T- today. Yeah, right. right. Saturday. Right. So they would have started today. Yeah. And they, this first round we've been going through, so that's usually what I watch every night. Right. I would have had the draft on, but I'd be watching NBA playoffs yeah. right now. So, but without any of that or hockey playoffs or anything, I'm like, the draft it's is time, like the one Mike. live thing that I'm going for. It's time, my buddy. It's time. This Thursday, the draft's happening. Next week's show, we'll obviously talk about the draft, and either I'm going to be really happy or I'm going to be in a really pissy mood. One of the two. It's going to be. It's what were you last fun. year? I was I was in a I was in a shock and awe kind of mood oh, because I think took Hawkinson and Tavai, and I went I don't know what the hell's happening with my wife anymore. So I, I think it's going to work out actually low key about it. I think Hawkinson's going to have a good year this year, and I think Tavai. Not even going to help out yet. Yeah. good. I think Tavai is just going to force them to cut Jared Davis so, yes. <laughs> after this season. But anyway, that's going to be it for this week's episode, episode seventy three. Once again, new shirts on belowthecollar.com forward slash. I'm always right. PC, go there, go to the site. Buy a shirt, support the show. For the missing whale man, for the missing brain, he's the Merc Zone. I'm the Mouth of Michigan, and we will see you guys, as always, next time.